Good afternoon. Hello, amazing human beings. It is Thursday, three weeks after the opening game of the BPL this season. This is our show and things like that. Can't thank you enough for listening in on Spotify and things like that podcast. We've got a damn good show, right? Today is a big day because there are a lot of things happening in the world of soccer or what in our part of the world we call football. Transfer windows has closed. The international break is now on and the games come thick and fast like sourdough and whipped cream in an open empty glass jar. This is overreaction Thursday. What does this mean for our teams that we watch and love and support? We will dive into that. For us, it means that we can't thank you enough for listening in with our conversations. We can't wait to share with our guests what we have talked about. But first, Arsenal. They got their asses handed to them by Brentford. Who? Brentford. Who? Brentford. Amazing new promoted side who had a baptism of fire in the very first game of the Premier League. Well, we got the usual suspects, Liverpool, Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea stamping their claim on the title. Chelsea and Liverpool had the game of the season so far with the with dramatic controversy, a debatable sending off and penalty. My beloved Liverpool should have won with the Chelsea Stooges going 10 men down, but the DNA of Mourinho is still very prominent. They park the bus like they always do, trying to cut their losses and hoping for a grab and smash. Does this mean Chelsea looks unstoppable since their win in the Champions League final last season? This is overreaction Thursday. Lionel Messi did the improbable by leaving the club that he grew and loved with most of his life in Barcelona. And chose the lifestyles of the rich and famous in PSG. Is Barcelona getting ready to be punched in the mouth and become the whipping boys or worse, get relegated? And in Manchester City, right, they had a belter of a first game getting punched in the mouth by Spurs with their new coach as they desperately tried to sign the big names they've always been looking to have, from Harry Kane to Cristiano Ronaldo. And speaking of Cristiano Ronaldo, alleged asshat of a human but supposed Greek god with that wicked foot of his, he stoked the football world and added fire to his alleged legacy by scoring two goals yesterday for Portugal and sparking his impending sensational return to Manchester United. What does this mean for Menu? What does it mean for the English Premier League? Do the other teams have to sit up and notice? Are we going to crown them champions just because of what they did in the transfer market? Joining us now is a Manchester United fan, friend of the show, an awesome human being, a man blessed with the legend of a left foot like the great Diego Maradona and cut his teeth like fish to water on the football field in the InterVarsity games representing Nanyang Poly, and then going on to Kausa, a man who lives and breathes football in every sense of the word, coming on to give on his take on one of his great loves, Manchester United, the man who put the sauce in sauceability, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Rye. 
Very nice. Super introduction. Hello, last, time, last time I was on a podcast, it was all uh, business and now it's all pleasure. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> very happy to hear and see you. Right. Um, we'll get straight into it. What do you think of Manchester United? Ah, what do you think? What, what do I think of their chances to win the title? Yeah. That's where what, you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, I don't think so. Frankly speaking, I don't think so. I think I think that, um, you know, you, you, you address uh, some weaknesses, which is uh, Harry Maguire needed a partner and you got Rafael uh, Varane and he's, he's superb, right? He played so well in the first game. He's like James Bond of centre-back. Then you got the ugliest guy in the world next to him, <laughs> Harry Maguire. Okay? But Harry Maguire refuses to go away. For England, for Manchester United, people are laughing all the way, all oh, 80 million, 70 million, whatever it was. But that guy is so good, he consistently gives you that 7.58 rating and you really cannot ask for more, right? Is he the captain that I once loved, Roy Keane? No way. Right? He is not Roy Keane. When, when the odds are down, when the team is, is, is down, he cannot bring them up. But he does his job. So when you get Rafael Varane and he uses his brain and is a smart defender, now I think personally we have the best defense in the league. However, with Scott and Fred, we are not going to win anything. Right, so so you you cannot you cannot. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Right, they're gonna get us to maybe fourth or third. What we are gonna be is very very hard to beat. So even you even with Cristiano money. Ronaldo, even with Cristiano Ronaldo. No, no, it doesn't matter if you if you get us Lionel Messi, Mbappe, uh, Cavani, Bruno Fernandez, and Cristiano Ronaldo, and put all five up front. Right, there's still going to be the missing two in centre midfield that's going to get the ball for them, or going to win it back, and that's the problem in Manchester United now. Uh, spoken like a true passionate Manchester United fan, right? But also very realistic. Be putting your football acumen from uh, your skills playing football previously in in into this, right? Uh, who do you think is going to win the Premiership realistically then? Okay, so. It, it, it pains me to, to, to say this because all the names I have to, to, to mention now is, <laughs> is my <laughs> two of my biggest... I mean, I don't give a damn about Chelsea, right? Chelsea can go buy whoever they want and then tomorrow have another team and another coach, right? But they have a, they have a good chance of winning it. Manchester City is the favourite and uh, even, even, even Liverpool has a chance. Okay. But, okay, best defence in the league Varane and Harry Maguire, you sure? I mean, with you, you wouldn't trade Van Dyke for Harry Maguire. I don't think so. I, I think, I think you know they are pretty much the, the same kind of of players because they give you the seven point five eight rating every single game. They hardly make mistakes, right? When when they make one mistake in ten games, people go, "Oh my god, what a waste of money!" and this and that. But they. They don't, they don't really make mistakes. They're very consistent. And the best part about this too, right? They don't get injured. Okay. When that injury was not him getting injured himself, somebody tried to kill him, right? So, so that's, not, uh, that's, not, that's not counted. But, but if you look at Harry Maguire, he played all the way. He struggled at the end. He got a bit of an injury, but he made it. He went and he played for England. And he's back now playing for us. So 
if you're going to pay 80 million or, or whatever it was for, for, for a player, right? What else can you ask for? But speaking of resiliency, would, wouldn't he like burn out after playing for the Euros and everything? I don't know. That's 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 the question now, right? Because back in the day, if you if you talk about 10, 10 15 years ago, burnout was for something you could see very clearly. But right now, they seem to be super super fit, right? They have yoga, they have crossfit, they have you know they just throw everything into the kitchen sink, and they keep the body in such good shape that all they need after playing a whole year of competitive football is two or three weeks rest. And they're back at the highest level again. Okay, Dave. So, Champions League or the English Premier League? Which do you prefer? Uh, I prefer the English Premier League. Uh, uh, really? because it's, 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 it's faster right? that doesn't mean that I watch all the games because yeah. I, I, I'm not going to watch Barnsley play with West Ham or no offence yeah, yeah. to, to Big Bubbles <laughs> but, but, but you know I have a family I have a life so yeah. I, I, I catch the good games right okay. and, and uh, but the Champions League is a bit of a uh, how, do, how do I call it? It, it, it it's just about making money right yeah. you, you get one of the better teams from one of the worst leagues in the world, playing with the best teams in the best teams in the world, that there's no competition really. The, the only thing you're doing is actually you are setting up a game where for bookies yeah. and for people who bet, right? Mm. Can they beat the odds? Okay. Will they win by three goals, four goals, five goals? Mm. So I don't want to watch a match like that. Okay. So, I mean, what's the overs for Manchester United winning the Champions League then? The Champions League, I uh, uh, the last time I checked, I think they were at eight or nine dollars. They were, oh. they were six or seven favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, even with Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, I, I, I guess the overs are will be very crazy for uh, uh, PSG with Lionel Messi now. Uh, I, I, I have not checked, but I can, I can tell you this: uh, uh, guys who set the odds are not stupid people, yeah. right? If if they're stupid people, they won't be billionaires and making yeah. money like like William Hill and things yeah. like that, right? So they yeah. know exactly what they're doing, and when they set odds, they look at the squad, right? You uh, you're familiar with my recent win uh, yeah. in Italy, right? <laughs> taking Italy to win the Euros. Right? Yeah, I yes. didn't look at one star player; I looked at an entire team. And then I look at a bit more the reserves, yes. right? Who the 16, 17, 18 players are and are they all equal and they can they play together? And that's how I make my decision. So if I look at it, PSG is still not there. Manchester United is still not there. It has to be Man City or it has to be Liverpool even. It's, it's, it's as a team stronger, right? And mm-hmm. Chelsea. Spoken like a true... Uh, footballer looking at the tactics and the team overall. But would you want, as a Manchester United fan, Chelsea uh, to win the Champions League or the English Premier League? I mean, you, if you if I had to throw you a spanner in the works, you can only win one. Which one would you take? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I would rather win the English Premier League. Why? But you guys have not won in like donkey years. Yeah, because the English Premier League sets everything up 
for being a consistent team, for being a strong team, for being a team that will be a force for years to come. Because when you play 38 matches, right, and you're successful, and you beat the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Spurs, ah, maybe not so much Arsenal, right? But, uh, but when you beat these teams, right, and when you do that, it shows that your team now can play at that consistent level, reach that certain level where now you can then take it on and get to the semi-finals or the finals of the Champions League and if you are lucky, win the Champions League. So it's actually, I mean, I hate to say it, but to stick, to stick the claim, Manchester United has always been lucky where, considering the way they actually win or maybe scruff up a win. No, not really. If you go back to 1999, yes. right? It goes yeah. back to my point. Let's go yeah. back to 1999. Let's not talk <laughs> about the other times. Okay, all right. First, what you need to do is is win the league, right? And, yes. and to win the league, you need to have a team of 18 to 20 players. Yes. We had six strikers who could all play and produce at the same same level yeah. right we had six midfielders eight midfielders who could do the same so the whole built up right when you win the english premier league is because you're good you're good the entire season yeah but when you yeah. get to the champions league uh semi-final final quarter-final it's one or two games you're out right or in yeah. and yeah. that's why i say luck comes in because even the best teams in the world need that little bit of luck to win the Champions League. Just like when you guys were 3-0 down. Yeah, right? yeah, AC yeah, Milan yeah. were lucky. They yeah. were lucky because they, Liverpool didn't know what hit them in the first half. Yeah, right? Yeah. But after that, you guys realise, oh, we are Liverpool. I am Steven Gerrard. I, I do not want to die. I want to bring the team and I want to give it 100%. And you won the Champions League with probably four or five really good players. Yeah. And six players who were play who were punching above their weight level, weight class. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so that's why I said, right? It's not about one player. It's about what happens there and then during yes. the game that matters. Okay. So, English. I mean, the English league will probably show a lot more balance than the Champions League. Uh, and but but you you have to you have to realize something as well. For the last couple of years. Yeah. The English clubs were not winning the Champions League because they forgot what it's like to slow down the game and actually play at a Champions League level, right? Because day in, day out, you're playing against Wolves and Burnley and Barnsley and, and WBA and Norwich and it's 100 kilometers an hour. Yeah. But when you go to the Champions League, all the other teams know how to keep possession of the ball and slow down the game. And you being a player from the English Premier League, you, you, you don't know how to slow yourself down. You just want to run like a headless chicken, right? And score and tackle. And then what, what happens? The first tackle, it goes in, you get a yellow card. And you go, what? You know, so yeah. now with the foreign coaches coming in, yeah. they have, have almost two teams playing in the two different leagues and knowing when to use players, for example, like Edison Cavani, Ronaldo, right? Yeah. These guys can do very well when it comes to the Champions League, but they shouldn't be playing all the English Premier League games because they, they won't be able to do it. So would you say that Cristiano Ronaldo is actually there to sell shirts and it's just a um, sideshow gimmick? 
rather than like actually play week in week out and like feature for the team uh, do what he used to do when he actually started for Manchester United many years ago let's put it this way you started the show by saying he just saved Portugal again <laughs> yeah. right okay. Yeah. A 36-year-old guy who is not too far away from us at 45, <laughs> right, right, came out, played an international game, World Cup qualifier if I'm not yeah. wrong, right, yeah. scored in the 89 and 96 minute after but, missing a penalty. But it's Ireland. I mean, it's Ireland. It, I don't know. No, no it doesn't matter who it is because you know why? Whatever yeah. number you wear when you represent your country, you still yeah. have to put the ball in the net. Yes. And it's a very difficult thing to do. Right? Yeah. You, you know, we play together and you yeah, know yeah, how yeah. difficult it is to put the ball in the net. Yeah, right? So, so, back to your question. Cristiano Ronaldo is not going to be the same Ronaldo he was many, many years ago. Uh, that's, that's true. Right? But there's two victories here for the Manchester United fan. One, he didn't betray us. He didn't go to Manchester City where he could have easily played up front, scored many, many goals, win it all, and then say, maybe I don't want to play anymore. Instead, he said, let's go back to Manchester United, right? Man, not too great of a team, a fourth place, third place team maybe, right? (laughs) And, And let's see how I end my legacy. Let's see what I can do to help them. So for me, he's going to be and he's going to play the same role as Edison Cavani. Not a Roy Keane kind of player, like, you know, like, like uh, marshal the troops and, uh, like, uh, pull people aside, get them to start playing and everything. In the not really, game. not really, but, but, but he leads by example, yeah. right? He leads by example, so you are motivated when he does what he does on the football pitch because you look at what he's doing and you say, I have to be at the same level. I have to push to be at the same level because I'm wearing the same red shirt he is. Yes. Right, so, but, where, mm. so where would this leave uh, Bruno Fernandes then? Oh, Bruno Fernandes is going to play the same role he plays, right? He's yeah. probably going to get less goals because he's probably yeah. not going to take penalties or free kicks, <laughs> right? Which, which, frankly speaking, I, I, I'm not happy with because I rather, <laughs> I rather lose but build for the future. Yes. Right, get the youngsters like Rashford and Sancho, 21, 20, 22 years old. Right, you take the penalties, you take the free kicks, you take the corners, you build Manchester United for the next 15, 16 years. That's yeah. what I prefer personally, right? Rather than yeah. bring someone and let him do everything, and then two years later, when he leaves, you have to do everything, uh, start again. Okay. Yeah, okay. But I mean, we've heard of, um, that would mean, I mean, going back to your point, that would mean, uh, we've all heard the saying that um, the English league is not as te- technical as the European, other European leagues. But would that mean that they are also not as tactical as well? Because like, I mean, they don't know how to slow down the game and, and, and everything. I, I, I will not say too much for my Norwegian coach. Okay. Because uh, after watching last weekend, yeah. uh, where he played Pogba and Fred, right? <laughs> Obviously, he might not know too many technical or tactical stuff. Yeah. But uh, 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 thank God for for you guys, Liverpool. You know, yeah. you have a very clever coach. You have Klopp, and yeah. and you have uh, who's that? Tuchel for 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 Chelsea, yeah. and you have Pep for for Man City. So this three alone are the best coaches in the last 10 years that, yeah. that, that football has seen. So, the English league is not so much 
uh, yes, it's not like the Italian league or, or the Spanish league where everything slows down and you do this or you do that. But it's not going to be American football as well, where you yeah. go, you stand here, you do this, you do that, and then this guy will do this and this guy will do that. Uh, soccer or football is, is not played that way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Ted Lasso will probably have uh, something to say about that. But uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, well, then again, well, it's not real. But I mean, <laughs> what, what do you think? I mean, what what then? What do you think of Manchester United's team dynamics? I mean, where 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 do you think they they will like? Who do you think should be the first eleven should be playing and everything? I I tell you something though. I mean, uh, I I'm very happy with the forward line, right? Uh, yeah. you can have six players now who can interchange and play any game at any time, and we'll still be equally strong. Yeah. But I I don't know why Sochka mm-hmm. has not addressed the main point, which is the center of midfield. In my opinion, yeah. if we bought Declan Rice or Kevin Phillips, or we paid two hundred million and brought both of them in, we will win the league. And we will get into the semi-finals or finals of the Champions League. But you have Pogba. Pogba needs to play on the left of the forward line. Okay. okay? I uh, let's let's go back to a story that yeah. that I have. Okay? okay. I play as sweeper. Ah, yes. Right. That is my that. number one position because oh. I control the entire game and I use my mouth more than I use anything else. <laughs> yeah. Because that's an asset. Right. <laughs> yes. Sometimes because of my left foot. They like yeah. to play me a left back because they say, "Oh, wow, left footed overlap scores." But that's not my strength. Mm-hmm. I can cross the ball, but then I will be weaker now because I don't have speed. Yes. Then sometimes they say, "Wow, Dave is good. Let him play in centre midfield." Mm. Again, I don't have speed, and I am not Bruno Fernandez. I cannot find the killer pass. Yeah. But I can get you the ball. I can get it back. I can pass it on a simple pass, but. It's not my strength. It's yeah. not my favorite position, right? It's not where I'm good at. So it's the same thing with Paul Pogba. If you play him in the left up front, where he doesn't have to do too much defending, but he receives the ball in the last third and not the first third, that is where it is the most difficult to get the ball from him, and where. Any pass he makes is a super pass that will either be a true ball that gets a goal or offside. It doesn't matter because 50-50, I'll take it anytime. However, if you give him the ball from the goalkeeper and tell him to turn and then pass a 50-meter pass to someone in a true ball and the rest of the team doesn't play, that is where we are different from a Chelsea, from a Liverpool, from a Man City. We are going to struggle. Yeah. Big time struggle. But granted, why is this narrative that Paul Pogba is actually a centre midfielder and you know somebody who controls the park, a few general and everything? Nobody, I, I, I'm not sure that that you know people say that about him. But if you play three, three players in centre midfield, for example, yeah. right? If you tell Scott McTominay and you tell Fred to stay behind Pogba yeah. and Pogba to play in the Bruno Fernandes position, yes. I have no problem with that. No. That's where he will do whatever he needs to do and he can jog back and jog up front and keep his strength and speed for the short burst that gets us the goals. I don't need him defending. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he lost every header there is to be lost. Uh, oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Tall fella like him lose. Uh, exactly. Because he has no passion. 
to be an English league kind of player to go and win the ball, right? Leave that to Harry Maguire. Leave that to Varane. Leave that to all the defenders we have defending because we have no problems defending corners. But if you go look at your video, almost all the goals that we concede are from the players that Paul Pogba is supposed to be marking. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I've seen that. Right? I don't want to say too much, but but yeah, come on. Uh, that, that's why I say my coach is not really looking at things that I am looking and I don't know why. Yeah, well, campaign for Dave Rye to be the next coach of Manchester United. <laughs> out, a shout out out there, right? <laughs> then who, then who, who do you think? Then who do you think is like the would, would be the man to actually watch in Manchester United? I mean, the one there there will be always one star player. Unfortunately, soccer being despite being a team sport, there's always one star player, that talisman, that person that actually can turn the game on a sixpence. Who do you think that person would be for you guys? Yeah, at, at, at the moment, it's, it's Bruno Fernandes, right? But Bruno Fernandes is the poor man's Messi, the poor man's Ronaldo. Uh, uh, I, to tell and you he has truth, Messi and he has Ronaldo playing with him as well. And that's like... Yeah, so, so end of the day, right? End of the day, if you look at Mbappe who is probably the only best superstar young player that's left in the world, right? There's no Ronaldo, there's no Messi left uh, anymore. So, Mbappe is the closest, but not because of his crazy ball skills, but because he's a sprinter. He he can take the ball and nobody can catch him. Unauthorated speed. Yeah, Yeah, but but if you think about that, that means he's got a good five, six years. And then what what is he going to do? So, so if that's the case, then the only teams who are going to be winning right now are what you call real teams, where each player in each position gets a 7.58 rating because they all know what they're doing and together they win games. So a bit like the German national team. It's like no, no, of no the fancy past. players. Yeah, of the past. Of the past. No, f- no fancy players, but just people who actually are like running in the machine. Yeah, I mean it goes back. It goes back again to to uh, when we were watching the Euros together. If you yeah. look at Italy, and if you look at even Spain, right? Spain mm. gave uh, uh, Italy a big scare uh, yeah. in the semi-finals, I believe. Right, and and they played as a team, and they had players who were basically uh, uh, reserves almost in Barcelona. They didn't even have any real Madrid players except for Asensio, but he was like a reserve. And, and, you know, the guy who played for uh, Red Bull Leip- Leipzig and, and you know, the, uh, Padre. So, they played together as a team and they decided that what they would do that nobody else was doing was try to hold 80% of the possession, okay. play as a team, be brave and see what the other team can do instead. So, that's the way to go, it seems, nowadays. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I guess it's, it's all about I mean, seeing that it's a team sport, it's no longer the star player like the English Premier League always been painting a narrative Correct. like a certain a certain star player will actually headline and people actually spend money. I guess nobody actually goes to the games now with COVID and everything. People actually, oh, I just want to go to watch Harry Kane or I just want to go uh, and watch uh, Pogba or now, I want to watch now, Christian Ronaldo. But Jason, now that you mention Harry Kane though, if if Harry Kane had gone to Manchester City, yes, right, Manchester City will be unstoppable. 
because he scores when he plays for a team like Spurs, right? Yes. And and, yeah. and and the goals that he scores are all him, right? Okay, Sun is great and, 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 and so on. You know, he represents the Asians, so we are proud of him. Good, good for him. But Harry Kane is a player that knows where to be in the box and he knows how to score goals. Yeah. So, if he goes to Manchester City where the whole team is going to have 85% possession each game, he's just waiting for chance after chance to go to him and he would have been the difference maker. So, thank God that didn't happen. Okay. Right. Then, okay. Then, if man, if Harry Kane actually had gone to Manchester United, do you think you guys were actually looked for buying Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, I don't think so because we have Cavani. But if if uh, again if Ronaldo were to come, he's almost free, right? What ten fifteen million is now yeah. is considered free, yeah. right? And and if he's around and he wants to end his career in Manchester United, yeah. then it's about loyalty. It's about okay, okay, you come down, you play, but you won't play all the games. But hey, come have fun and and let's bring the profile of the club up again. And yeah. don't forget, Jason, I didn't check this, but if you do after this podcast. Go check out because Manchester United is public listed. Yeah. So you talk about jerseys, you talk about anything. It doesn't matter if you're public listed and your shares are, are are on the stock market on the exchange. Then I think the Ronaldo signing will have brought the prices up, and they will have made actually millions if that was the case. So yeah, I mean, I was probably right that actually it's more it's not just getting Cristiano Ronaldo to come back and show his loyalty to the club, but also more like a gimmick to actually boost the profile and increase the economy in uh, Manchester United. I have seeing that they are actually I would believe still the second or first richest club in the world. Yeah, the good the good thing about Manchester United is that what we built, we we, we didn't get it in one day, right? We ah, yes. the same thing same thing with Liverpool. Mm. Uh, last 30, 40, 50 years, we built a fan base. Right? Yeah. If you go anywhere in the world, there's a high chance that if you ask them who do they support, they say it's either Manchester United or Liverpool and they split yeah. both ways. Yes. Yes, we can be friends, but yeah. when it comes to football, right? <laughs> oh Liverpool. And then and then you get these new guys coming in. Oh, I do Chelsea, I do Man City, but no. You know why? Because there's no one coach or one player that stays there for 15, 20 years or, 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 or uh, people that came up from the academy, right? right? And, and that this guy can like, oh, I grew up with this guy and this and that. Right now, they just buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. Yeah. So, end of the day, that's why I say it's so powerful. If Ronaldo was here when he was 18, 19 and he left when he was 25, 26 or, or 24, whatever it was, and then he yeah. came back, Right? that's bringing back the guys of my age yeah. back into like, wow, look at this guy. He's still playing and he came back. So it's exciting. He's going to score goals, but he's not going to win us the league. Well, I mean, the, the, the narrative that is like he's going to win the league because like it's considerably the top player or second best player to Messi is actually joining Manchester United and yeah. I, I guess a lot of people I mean many people journalists and everything will all be saying that oh, this could be the one of the biggest chances or, or throw the odds against um, other teams for Manchester United actually winning but as a Manchester United fan, what is your... I mean, being knowing that you are also a Roy Keane fan, what is that one definitive game that actually 
you know, made you know that you were actually a Man U fan? Okay, I actually, I started very early, right? Brian Robson. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I supported Manchester United and back back in the day when you were 9 or 8 years old which is like yeah. 35, 37 years ago yeah. uh, it's only like uh, uh, one game a weekend right yeah. and and yeah. you couldn't choose what, what game it was you watched it and at that time it was a lot of Liverpool and a lot of Manchester United because of course all the supporters yeah. in Singapore right Yeah. so when I started watching Manchester United I was 9 years old and, and I saw the number 7 I, I saw Brian Robson and I said, "Wow!" I said, uh, uh, "You know, this 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 guy is is so inspirational, right? Is someone that I want to be because he was bringing the ball right from one place to another place. He was yeah. controlling the entire team and he was a leader. And not only was he a leader, he was showing that he has skills, crazy skills. So when I did well." in my exams, which is yeah. rare, right? Very <laughs> rare, right? My mom said, okay, I'm going to buy you a Manchester United jersey. Ah, uh, okay. why didn't she get you a Liverpool yeah, jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God, man. It could have been a Kenny Douglas number seven, right? Was yeah. It? I could have been confused. Thank God. So, she bought me the jersey, but we didn't have any money, so I didn't realise she bought me the grand sport version of the Manchester United <laughs> jersey. But I didn't care, right? I had the shop yeah. in front, and I was like all excited, and I had Robson, number seven, so yeah. I was wearing it all the time and, and I, I just continued to follow them and, you know, but, uh, every single player with all the youngsters coming out with with, uh, with Nicky Bart and Alex Ferguson and everybody. But, you know, I I remember Brian McClare. I remember Mark Hughes. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't get to enjoy the good days without suffering. You yeah. have to suffer. Right? Yeah. When you bleed the rate of Manchester United, when you're a devil, you have to remember where you came from and you have to be humble about where you are today because the good times will come again. Somebody has to get it right. We are too big to fail. Heard that yeah. before? We are too big to yeah. fail. <laughs> yes. uh, shout out to all the youngsters out there, glory seekers. Who, like, you, you know you guys got to actually fail before starting to like jump on this bandwagon that oh, Manchester United is actually going to win and everything. But I mean, what was that defi- definitive game? I mean, w- can I say that it's actually the ninety nine final where you guys won the Champions League by the skin of your teeth? Uh, I mean the w- the one game that I will I will remember forever. I guess in nineteen ninety nine, that that game has no equal, right? I was in the army. I was in 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 Changi, right? Uh, uh in my camp and we brought a television in. I don't know how we sneaked in a television and then we had an antenna. Okay, so so one guy had to hold the antenna up because because the minute the guy let go of the antenna, yeah. right, we couldn't get the the, the, the show on, right? Yeah. So so it was all fuzzy and, 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 and we took turns. Six of us were watching it and then we were holding it up and then we were watching, we were watching and it was horrible because by Munich were, were clearly the better team, right? Uh, Michael was keeping us in the game uh, we we had many players not playing because they were suspended or injured. Uh, and uh, I remember Nicky Butt was playing and not not Roy Keane or or, or four scores and, and things like that. And then and and then when that goal happened in, in the last minute or first minute of of uh, extra time, right uh, or overtime, and and then that second goal went in, we were all screaming our lungs out. And then our good friend uh, Inche yeah. came. And said, what the hell are you guys doing? It's four in the morning. 
and then we'd receive six extras. So we stayed all weekends the following uh, couple of weeks, but it was so worth it because I've, I've never experienced anything in my life like that. Well, I mean, you like, would you say that is more of a... I mean, I guess it goes back to what you say that is actually more luck than anything else. Winning it extra time and 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 signing extras, being it well <laughs> worth it. Yeah, but I mean that that would mean that is more of a lottery in the Champions League than actually as technical as what uh, football fans and journalists pundits would actually say that uh, the uh, European leagues are actually a lot more technical. I if you. If you uh, uh, look at that question, right, and yeah. if you think about it, any knockout game, yeah. uh, it doesn't have to be the Champions League. Any knockout game, I don't care if it's Brazil versus Singapore, yeah. right? Any knockout game, Singapore goes into that game thinking that I have a very, very, very small chance here, yes. right? What can I do to make it a bigger chance so you prepare you this and that but you realize okay look 11 versus 11 i'm never going to beat them yeah so what am i going to do i'm going to put 11 guys ah let's go back to singapore versus japan i yes. think millions of people lost money because ah japan versus <laughs> singapore it should be 15-0 yes right 11 singaporeans hung on to the goalpost inspired by a super goalkeeper <laughs> and they celebrated like they just won the World Cup final when the score was 0-0, right? And that when you look at the faces of the Japanese footballers after that, right? Yeah. They were in a state of shock. They, yeah. they realized that they took the game too easy and that their time had run out. That's the key. Yeah. Their time had run out because you only have 90 minutes. Yes. Right? So anything can happen in 90 minutes. So I guess the ball is round and that's why we love this game because anything could happen. Anything can happen and and heroes can come out and one or two players can have extraordinary games that they've never had in their lives before, right? Because that, 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 that hero in them came out, they were inspired that day and they just destroyed the whole team, uh, the other team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we, we, okay. So, realistically, you would think that I mean, Manchester United would be chasing a Champions League place, third or fourth position. Um, I mean, looking at tactically and looking at it technically, who do you think is going to be the surprise team of the season in the English Premier League? In the, in the English League, I mean, we've got your Leicester, you've got your Norwich, Brentford beat. Arsenal, I mean, come on, man. Nobody expected that. Uh, but having said that, Arsenal is like not there. They're not the Arsenal that we all used to know. Not Thierry Henry's day. Yeah, Who Arsenal, do you think? Arsenal, Arsenal is a joke, right? So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even going to... I know I know. there's you know, a lot of people listening in and they're Arsenal fans, but <laughs> they will tell you the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that Arsenal is a joke. Arsenal needs a, a, a reset button... Uh, engagement and, and you know just have to look and they used to have a super youth system where they would get lots of players in and and, and just build their own teams uh, uh you know for years and years but right now everything is chaotic and, and they're just not uh right as a football club so yeah. back, back to your question i would have to say there will be no surprises really? because 
if you look at it now, the outside team is West Ham. Yeah. Coached by my brilliant ex-coach, David Moyes. Yes. Right? And he has... The football genius. Yeah, the football genius. And he has a certain max capability to yeah. coach. He cannot go beyond that level. Yeah. Right? And he's going to do what he does, which means at the start of the season when the rest have not prepared yet, I'm going to do really well. I'm going to pretend to fight for a Champions League place. But end of the day, I'm going to be happy with 6, 7 or 8 place. Oh. So nobody is going to break into the top four. Okay. Guaranteed. Hmm. That'd be interesting having like the likes of Spurs and everything. So last word. Um, who, who's the... Yeah, I hear it also. Yeah. Dave, Dave, your, your, is it your 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 iPods or your AirPods or something? There's there's a back there's like a ruffling, rustling sound or something. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, like like paper paper flying or something. That's weird. Windows are all closed. Yeah. 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 Never mind, never mind. We anyway, we're ending. We're ending soon already. So we still got to go, lah. Okay. Uh, okay, Dave. Real quick. So yeah. who's the buyer of the season? Who? Who's the buyer of the season? Yeah. Ah. Uh, we got Liverpool, who have who have bought absolutely no one uh, except you, for Konate. But I mean, Konate, man. Yeah, but everybody is saying that all our new re-signs and our contract extensions are all like new players. Jordan Henderson is actually a new player. I don't think so. I mean, uh, age is catching up. So Man, look I, at that. You got your Elliot. Elliot is wonderful, right? Yeah, we watched but, the game over the weekend. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, so, that guy is like a new signing. He yeah. could be the signing of the season. And you really had him in your pocket. Yeah, but we had him like, last season. He started playing. I mean, like, who is the the definitive buy of the season? I will go back to 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 Manchester United, and the same way we got Harry Maguire, we got Varane, yeah. and for me, he is the most stable, and he will produce at the same level of Harry Maguire, if not higher, and make everything just more consistent. So. I don't know about the rest because I don't know what Messi can do. Yeah. Because PSG is shit as as a team. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. yeah. You know you can play fancy football with Neymar and all that, but but what are you gonna do as a team? You that's why you struggle. You play in a horrible league. Yeah. Uh. So you're not challenged at all. Then you yeah. come to the Champions League. You lose every semi final. So yeah. there's no one player that can change that team. It doesn't matter who it is. Okay. So. You know, I, I will go with Verana. I think it's a super buy. I think Sancho is wonderful as well, but he yeah. will not make an impact like like Varane, who yeah. immediately is going to make an impact, right? Yeah. And for everybody else, Lukaku, I don't read him. I don't read him. He is exactly what Chelsea needs, but he's yeah. not a special player. I mean, he he doesn't he suit the mold of uh, Drogba? Yeah, exactly. That's why they needed someone with muscle. Yeah. So that they can power their way through other teams who are giving them trouble, right? But Chelsea is always going to be the team that if they score first, yeah. good luck to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I would feel that Griezmann is actually the buy or the transfer of the season. Going back to, I mean, he is absolutely shit in Barcelona. But yeah. I mean, 
he going back to where he used to be maybe Diego Simeone will actually um get him something out of him that you know, Barcelona couldn't um, and maybe like playing in a different environment going back I mean it's like a homecoming for Cristiano Ronaldo back to Manchester United oh, I don't like Griezmann for the fact that he is a French player uh, but I mean I would think <laughs> that he actually goes back to uh, Atletico and he actually starts kicking ass and taking names because you know he, that's where he actually cut his teeth and and how he became the player he is was actually in Atletico Madrid that being said, Saul is a, is a superb centre midfielder yeah. and he was available for the longest last six weeks, eight weeks, right? And yeah. and, and Manchester United didn't go get him. He's 26 yeah. and yeah. he fits exactly where we need him to play. He runs his, his ass off and, and guess who got him? Chelsea. Yeah. Right? To, to provide cover for Giorgino and Kante and, and Kovacic, right? Yeah. So they, they just... I, I don't understand it. That's why I say people like that are available. You need to bring the team up. So he could be the signing of the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, which 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 begs be, uh, belief with like Chelsea. You already have so many centre midfielders, and you still get a good player like Saul to yeah. be your cover, which is just just goes beyond um, what 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 are they actually thinking? Yeah, but again, Manchester City has four central midfielders. You guys, Liverpool has four. Now Chelsea has four. Yeah. Manchester United, uh, hmm. half probably, half so, a player. So would that would that be kind of like the the tipping point for you saying that is actually they will be fighting for Champions League place rather than winning? They will. They will most likely finish third or fourth. They will most likely get to the quarterfinal or semi final of the Champions League, where. Where they will then realize that Fred and Scott, uh, even though they give a hundred percent for the team, they're true rave Manchester United. They give a hundred percent, but yeah. when you're not good enough, you're not good enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's Manchester United for you. I mean, they, they, they I mean, the, the. I guess the journalists and the pundits really had need uh talking points to sell um. Uh, people sell newspapers so which is why they are painting the narrative that they will actually win the premiership with Cristiano Ronaldo and who knows maybe win the Champions League when the ball is round anything can happen but we are very happy to hear from you Dave that you've given a really realistic view of um, your chances from a very tactical and technical aspect ladies and gentlemen Dave Rye thank you